You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit shares the importance and significance of Easter. Happy Easter! It's good to see all of you today. Can you greet the person beside you and say, Welcome to church. Good to see you today if it's your first time. We are Every Nation. We exist to honor God and make disciples. My name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here, and we're glad to have you here today. And we're going to start a new series next week. It's called The Great Questions of Life. It's a four-part series, and we'll end it with a movie. So uh, Alex will be preaching on that next week, so that's going to be exciting. We're going we're to look forward to answering very uh, important questions that we all have in our minds. One of the most obvious signs that Easter is fast approaching is when you see a lot of chocolates on the supermarket aisles, right? This is the best time for you to go on a chocolate hyperdrive, that's what I say, indulge in a chocolate frenzy. And just to give you a little trivia, the very first chocolate egg was produced in the UK in 1873. It was only two years after that that Cadbury started making their own chocolate eggs. Two years later, they were all handcrafted, hand-designed. I was going over an article in a magazine called Take a Closer Look at Easter, and it exposes our common thoughts on Easter and asks the question, what does Easter really mean? Easter is also called the Resurrection Sunday. But there is a lot of confusion about what Easter is really all about. For many, it's all about the Easter bunny, the Easter eggs, you know, the Easter headbands that you wear, egg decorations, the Easter egg hunt that kids are looking forward to tomorrow. And some people look at Easter as an opportunity to take a long series of break, right, from work. A lot of our friends are not here today simply because they're out. This is an opportunity that they do and take so they can enjoy time with their family. What does Easter really mean to you? You've probably celebrated it all your life. What does it really mean to you? Most people would egg hunt. <laughs> Most people would understand that Easter has something to do with the resurrection of Christ, right? But a lot of people find it confusing to relate Easter to the Easter egg, to the bunny, and to the Easter celebration. And there's a lot of tradition that goes for us to be able to answer that and explain that. But today we are not going to look at human tradition. We are going to look at the Word of God to shed light to the significance of the Easter celebration. And why what we celebrate on this day is so indispensable to truly understanding the gospel. What is the gospel? We will start by answering the question, is the cross enough? And many people would probably be wondering, the answer to this might shock all of you. If we ask Christians, what did Jesus do for you? Most of us would say, Jesus died on the cross for my sins right? That's a true and profound statement, but it's only half of the matter. 
it is important that we do not minimize the work of Christ throughout his life and just narrow it down to just what happened on the cross. The reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the central fact of the Christian faith. Without resurrection, the death of Christ is meaningless. If the story of Jesus' sacrifice just ended on the cross, then Christianity is a hoax, and we are worshiping a God that is dead. But our God is not dead. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthian church, he says our faith is useless if Jesus remained in the tomb. Jesus is very much alive. Let's read it. And if Christ, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and if Christ has not been raised, listen to this, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. If Jesus did not resurrect, our faith is useless. It's meaningless. We will still be guilty of our sins and still deserving of death. If Jesus did not resurrect, it's pointless to believe in him. And all the great men and women of the Bible who believed in him have all died in vain. Paul said, in that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. Paul is saying that the hope we have in Christ is not just for this life. Our hope in Jesus brings us beyond our existence right now. He said, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone else in the world. What Paul is saying is the message of the gospel doesn't end on the cross. It continues with the empty tomb. The purpose of faith, I believe, is not just to get saved. The purpose of learning to read is not just in knowing how to read. Knowing how to read is not the end. It is just the beginning. See, much like getting saved is not the end, salvation is just the beginning. Paul is saying that our faith in Jesus is not useless because he resurrected and the resurrection of Jesus changes everything. See, the cross and the resurrection, they are not two separate individual events. They are connected to each other, and they are essential in us understanding the gospel. Now the question is, what is the gospel? Many of us have been told about the gospel meaning the good news. Well, the gospel is the plan that God has designed to save the sinful humanity from the destruction of sin and eternal separation from him. It is the good news about Jesus Christ. Many people have defined the gospel in many different ways. But today, we will look at what the scripture says the gospel is. And still reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 15, this is what he said. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, he said, you are saved. And if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ 
died for our sins in accordance with the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Paul said this is of first importance because the gospel is what God takes us from sin and death to eternity and salvation. He said, by this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach. What did he preach? This is the gospel that Paul preached, that Christ died for our sins. Many of us have heard that Christ died for our sins, and many of us have been told this in preachings and sermons over and over again, but many still don't have any idea what Christ dying for our sins mean. Therefore, we need to explain to people that all of us have sinned and have fallen short of God's glory. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And God's justice decrees that the punishment for sin is death. But God so loved the world. He gave His only Son. God the Son became man. He lived a perfect life. He allowed Himself to be arrested, tried, convicted, and crucified. And as Jesus was hanging on the cross, God the Father took every sin that you and I have and put it on Jesus, punished Him on our place. Jesus became our substitute. The Bible says the propitiation for our sins, meaning taking on the sins, our sins, and taking on the wrath of God upon himself. This is what Jesus died for our sins mean. The Bible says for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, if you have faith in Christ, when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin anymore. What he sees is the righteousness of Christ in you. The substitution is the heart of the gospel. This is where we see and understand the magnitude and the greatness of God's love for us, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus died. He was buried. And even if just one sin remained in him, he would still be dead today. But Jesus knew no sin. He was without sin. He conquered death by his resurrection. He was raised on the third day. Jesus is alive. Our God is not dead. This is what we are celebrating. The resurrection proves that Jesus Christ has overcome sin and death. The resurrection proved that Jesus is the one who he says he is. Jesus is the Son of God. The resurrection gives us the assurance of the forgiveness of our sins. Our faith in the resurrected Christ, according to Paul, means we are not guilty of our sins anymore. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that we have a God who is alive and living. All other religions are founded by people and prophets who are now on the grave. 
They're all dead. All other religions, the founders, the prophets, they're all dead. The founder and perfecter of our faith has transcended death. You see, he promised that those who believe in him will do the same. Most of us here are afraid of dying. But because of the resurrection, it means that death is not the end of our human existence. God, who is the giver of life in 1 Timothy, has the power to reanimate the human bodies. Christ's resurrection is heaven's promise to us that we too shall be saved. Because of the resurrection, we have victory in Jesus. When Jesus said, it is finished before he took his last breath, it means that the battle over sin and death has been won. It is finished means we are victorious in Jesus. The resurrection is the heart of the Christian message. Our eternal hope depended on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying that our hope in Christ is not just in this life. Our hope in Christ goes beyond here and now in this journey that we call life. The reason why we have hope in living is because Jesus is alive. In 1 Peter, it reads, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us a new birth, a living hope through what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into a new inheritance that can never perish, an inheritance that never spoils or never fades, kept in heaven for you. Because of the resurrection, all of us have something to look forward to. An inheritance in heaven. The resurrection completes the message of the cross. And that is why the cross is not enough. The message of the cross is God's love and forgiveness. The message of resurrection is the imperishable hope that we have in Jesus. The gospel is the message of the cross and the message of resurrection. The gospel is the story of God's love and forgiveness and the hope that we have in Christ. The founder and perfecter of our faith is not buried somewhere in a forgotten grave. The God that we serve is alive. Jesus is forever risen. And we, remember, are the reason that he suffered and died. And he is the reason that we live. Our Lord is risen, forever risen. That is what Dying for our sins mean. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 10, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I just want you to stay in your seats and we'll all pray. This is called the sinner's prayer. I don't know if you've prayed this before. Or maybe you haven't. But this is not what saves you. It's not the prayer that saves you. It is your repentance and your faith that saves you. So I'll bow down the heads and pray. Lord Jesus, for so long, we have kept you out of our life. Lord, I know that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. No longer will I choose to close the door when you are knocking. Father God, by faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for coming to earth. I believe that you are the Son of God. And you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day. You are alive. You are not dead. Thank you for bearing my sins and for giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe that your words are true and I invite you to come to my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer with me, I would like to just talk to you later and journey with you as you walk in your new faith. And you can approach any of our leaders here later on. I hope that from today forward, this celebration called Easter will take on a new meaning in our lives. It is not about looking forward to the long weekend where you can travel with your family. It's not about, you know, the big break that you're looking forward to. More than that, the gospel is the story of God's love and forgiveness that we just saw a while ago. I always cry every time I see that. Not a lot of people know what it means, but it means that we have been delivered from our sin and death has been conquered once and for all. And the resurrection which we celebrate tomorrow gives us a hope beyond the life that we live here, a hope for an eternal future with God. So I hope you enjoy your great weekend. Thank you so much. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanberra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanberra.